thank God for our choir. Since the first Sunday in December, I've been in this preaching series entitled Deliver Me in December. Thus far, I have preached deliver me from judgmentalism. We're not called to be judge of anyone. We are called to exercise good judgment, yet we're not called to be judgmental. I preach deliver me from disobedience. Disobedience will never bless our lives. Today I want to preach, deliver me from my plans. I want to read verse 19 and 20 of Matthew chapter 1. Then Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, and not wanting to make her a public, public example, was minded to divorce her quietly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of Mary, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Deliver me from my plans. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. When we think of romantic relationships, we tend to think of certain couples, whether those couples are holy, hellish, famous, or infamous. When we think of romantic relationships, we tend to think of certain couples. When we think of romantic relationships, we think of Adam and Eve, Abraham and Sarah. When we think of romantic relationships, we think of Harry and Sally, Bonnie and Clyde, even Ike and Tina. When we think of romantic relationships, we think of Anthony and Cleopatra, Romeo and Juliet, Will and Jada. When we think of romantic relationships, we think of Sean Carter and Beyonce, Barack and Michelle. When we think of romantic relationships, we tend to think of certain couples and certain people. 
We think of romantic relationships. We also think of Joseph and Mary. For those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ, Joseph, the carpenter, and Mary, the virgin, are no stranger to our sanctified imaginations. Joseph and Mary are the earthly parents of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. According to this New Testament narrative, Joseph and Mary are famous, yet they are bordering on infamy. Joseph and Mary are preparing to walk down the aisle in the village of Nazareth and become one. Yet as they are preparing to say, I will, I shall, I do, and become one in sanctified holy matrimony, life throws a curve into their relationship. Not just life, but God, the Holy Ghost, throw a curve into their relationship. While they are engaged in preparing to become one, the text says their relationship becomes complicated. They were harmonious, but now things are complicated. They were preparing to become one, but now things have become complicated because God has a plan. Mary begins to feel different. Things are not what they once were. Help me preach this. And Mary encounters physiological challenges because Mary is pregnant by the Holy Ghost. Joseph and Mary have not gone there in their relationship. Mary is still a virgin, yet Mary, according to her own testimony, is pregnant by the Holy Ghost. As a holy and righteous man, Joseph does not want to put Mary on blast. But Joseph has real legitimate concerns. She's a virgin, yet she's pregnant by the Holy Ghost. I wish y'all would talk to me. I could see if she said she wasn't a virgin. But according to her own testimony, She's a virgin, and she's pregnant by the Holy Ghost. I know I'm holy. I know I'm righteous. I know I'm upstanding. Yet, Joseph has some real challenges, issues, and problems. In the worst-case scenario, 
Mary has been unfaithful. In the best case scenario, Mary is delusional. And Joseph, brothers, does what 99.9% of us would do. I'm finding a way to get out of here. I'm not going to put her on blast. I'm not going to advertise this on social media. I'm not going to tell her family and friends, but in the words that a good chunk of us have used, it ain't you, it's me. Joseph quietly, discreetly begins to find ways to untie the knot so he can back away discreetly, quietly, without embarrassing Mary. He begins to throw out innuendo and rumor about things not always being what they seem. Joseph begins to talk to his family and circle of friends by saying, sometimes God has another plan for our lives. And while Joseph, watch chapel, is executing his plan, God allows him to experience deep sleep so God will communicate God's plan to Joseph. Can I preach this? And while Joseph has plans to separate, divorce, and leave Mary, God has another plan. Despite Joseph's plans to separate, divorce, and leave the relationship, God has another plan for Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. Despite the plans that we have created, concocted, and manufactured, Watch Chapel, God, thanks be to God, has another plan. And I wish I had somebody on this Sunday morning who has gathered virtually or in person who can recognize the truth and spiritual significance of allowing God's plan to trump our plan. Sometimes we have created, concocted, and manufactured plans for our lives, but now, 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, we are the beneficiary, not of our plan, but God trumping our plan, and now we have the testimony, God's plan is better and better than the plan I had for my life. Can I preach on this Sunday morning? We had plans to live here or live there, but God had another plan. We had plans to date, mate, and marry with so-and-so, but God had another plan. We had plans to go here and travel there, but God had another plan. We had plans to do this or do that, but God had another plan. We had plans to intern or work here, but God had another plan. We had plans to come, go, get, have, know, make, buy, feel, be, but God, thanks be to God, had another plan for our lives. 
And as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, our job is not to execute our plan, but our job is to discover the plan of Almighty God and yield and to surrender to the plan of God for our lives. Let me bust somebody's bubble on this Sunday morning. I know you're smart, but you ain't smarter than God. I know you big and bold, but you ain't better than almighty God. I know you have intellect, but your intellect ain't superior to the intellect of almighty God. I know you know a lot, but you and I don't know more than God. God knows Alpha and Omega. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what is best for us, not just in this season, but in every season, God allows us to see. Consequently, our job is to say, God, your will, not my will. And your plan is better than my plan in life. Joseph is going to divorce Mary, but God has another plan. And sometimes we don't need to be delivered from the plans of the enemy. But we need, to, we need to be delivered from our plans. Our plans are not always evil, malicious, or sinister, but sometimes our plans are not consistent with the plan of Almighty God for our lives. And as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ought to yield and surrender to the plan of God for our lives. How do we get delivered from our plans? I had a plan to go here and go there, but maybe God is delivering me from my plan. I had a plan to marry Shaniqua or Stefan, but God is delivering me from my plans. Had a plan to attend this university and get this degree, but God is delivering me from my plans. I get delivered from my plans, Watch Chapel when I am receptive to revelation, Joseph has to encounter a deep sleep for God to get Joseph's attention. While Joseph was alive and well and listening to his friends and cronies, Joseph was not receptive to revelation from Almighty God. And sometimes, watch chapel, in order to be delivered from God's, from our plans, we need to be receptive to revelation. While Joseph is asleep, God tells him, Mary has not cheated on you, but what is in her is by way of the Holy Ghost. Don't be afraid, but marry her, because Mary has not been unfaithful, but she is really supernaturally, miraculously, as a virgin impregnated by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, watch chapel, 
has to be receptive to revelation. That means being open-minded. That means not being stubborn. That means not having your mind already made up on what you're going to do. That means not having all the answers before you've even engaged it in a dialogue. That means saying, Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. Sometimes we have missed out on what God wants to do, who God wants us to be, what God wants us to do, because we are not receptive to revelation. Our mind is made up. I'm going to divorce her. She ain't going to play me like no sucker. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Amen. I was at homecoming in October. Shorty was looking good. Amen. I'm not going to be a fool. The new year is coming. I'm getting rid of old baggage. I'm going into the new year with somebody new on my arm. We've already got our mind made up. Sometimes when our mind is already made up, we miss out on the will of God because we are stubborn, hard-headed. Can I preach this? Uh, some of y'all know I do not like driving on I-95. And I'm not by myself. There's a good chunk of you who are with me. We are the anti-95ers. Amen. But sometimes in order to make it to the DMV, 95 is the best way. And because I thought 95 was the best way, amen, I've missed out, amen, somebody, on the blessing of 301. Come on, I'm talking to somebody right now. 95 will drive you bananas, amen. All the sanctification you thought you had goes out the window when you hit Fredericksburg. Can I preach this? But praise be to God for revelation. Somebody told me, Pastor, you don't have to just take 95, amen. When you hit Richmond, you can jump on 301, take you right into PG County, amen, somebody. Jump on to 695, and then you'll be in Baltimore. But had I not been receptive, to Revelation, y'all ain't talking to me in here. I'd still be kicking my head up against the pricks, still mad, still upset, still cussing and fussing about traffic on 95. Sometimes we just need to be receptive to Revelation. Just one way to do something, be open to something new. Isn't just one way to get someplace, be flexible, be pliable. Let God mold and shape not just your life, but let God mold, let God mold and shape your mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be receptive. To revelation. Joseph yields to the will of God and gets delivered from his plan 
because he is receptive to revelation, not just receptive to revelation. Watch chapel. Joseph gets delivered from his plans because he fights his fears. Fear is real. Fear will rob, steal, and kill. Fear will hold us back from being who God wants us to be. Fear will hijack our hopes. Fear will derail our destiny. Fear will destroy our dreams. Some of us right now are not where we could and should be because fear has had its way in our lives. Can I preach on this Sunday morning? And Joseph is afraid. Call it what you want to call it. And none of us want to be afraid because being afraid makes us seem cowardly, less than, scaredy cat. Can I preach this? And nobody wants to be afraid. Yet Joseph, brothers, is afraid. If I marry this woman, I can't go back to the barbershop. If I marry this woman, I got to find a new church. I got to join a new chapter. I can't go to the barbershop. If I marry this woman who says she's pregnant by a ghost, even know if I can go home for Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. Can't go to homecoming. That's the dude whose woman said she got pregnant by a ghost. Uh, that's him right there. And when you walk up, everybody's just looking. And Joseph legitimately, authentically, is afraid. And who among us would not be afraid? Talk to me. And fear is real. And sometimes, in order to be delivered, from our agenda and our plans, we have to fight our fears. Can I preach this? Fear is real and legitimate. Who among us on this Lord's Day morning is not afraid of something? Afraid of losing your job, afraid, afraid of not fulfilling your God-given potential, afraid of somebody calling you a fool, afraid of investing in something with no return on your investment, afraid of not being all that God calls you to be, afraid of lacking job security, afraid of not finding a new job, afraid of friends being fake, a friend, afraid of things not being what you thought they were going to be, afraid. Yet look at what God tells Joseph in the text. Fear not. 
And that's the word that somebody needs to hear on this Lord's Day morning. Whatever you are afraid of, God will trump our fears, our anxieties, our skepticism, our cynicism, our pessimism by saying, fear not. If you're afraid you won't have everything you need, God says, fear not. If you're afraid you're not going to be all that God says you can be, fear not. If you're afraid that you won't have enough resources to make ends meet, God says, fear not. If you're afraid of your future and realizing your destiny, fear not. If you're afraid of your confusion or apprehension, God says, fear not. If you're afraid of loneliness, God says, fear not. God is Alpha and Omega. God is the head and the tail. God is your provider. God is your protector. God is your way maker. God will order your steps. Can I preach on this Sunday morning? Do I have anybody who has overcome your fears, your apprehensions, your anxieties because of the Word of God? That's the Word that somebody needs to hear this morning. Joseph receives a revelation from God that says, fear not. Consequently, he is able to marry, marry because God speaks a word into his life. And that's why you need to come to church on Sunday morning because there's a word that will speak to your circumstance and situation. That's why you need less drama and more word in your life because the word will speak to what you're going through. Do I have anybody here who knows the power of the word speaking to your circumstance, speaking to your situation? He's delivered from his plans because he fights his fear. He's delivered from his plans because he's receptive to revelation. But he's delivered from his plans because he operates in obedience. In order to be obedient, he has to receive revelation. He has to fight his fears. But then he operates in obedience. The angel says she hadn't been unfaithful. Mary, Mary, name him Jesus. Do not know her until you walk down the aisle. Say, I do, I shall, I will. Y'all will get that later. And the text says, Joseph does what Jesus, Joseph does what God tells him to do. Joseph is delivered from his plans of separation, leaving, and divorce. Because he operates in obedience to Almighty God. He doesn't halfway do it. He doesn't procrastinate with it. But Joseph operates in obedience to Almighty God. And on the other side, 2,000 years later, Joseph is a holy hero because he operated in obedience. What if Joseph 
had done what he wanted to do? What if Joseph had lived a Frank Sinatra life? I'm going to do it my way. What if Joseph had said, I don't care what the Holy Ghost says. You ain't making a fool out of me. What if Joseph had said, I don't care about revelation. I don't care about Mary. I don't care about the deposit. I don't care about none of that. I ain't marrying Mary. But praise and thanks be to God. There is no what if. Because Joseph operates in obedience. And that's the challenge for somebody on this Lord's Day morning. That's my challenge. That's your challenge. That's the challenge of Watch Chapel to be delivered from our plans by operating in obedience. And what I know and love about God, God will make it worth our while to do what God tells us to do. Do I have a witness here on this Lord's Day morning? Anybody ever procrastinated? Anybody ever been reluctant? Anybody ever been gun-shy to do what God says do? But when you did what God told you to do, God made it worth your while. Come on, I ain't going to holler this morning, but does anybody have that testimony? Obeying God is the better plan than my plan. I had plans to do this, but God showed up and revealed his plan. And God's plan was better than my plan. God's agenda was better than my agenda. God's idea was better than my idea. And now on the other side, I'm blessed. Anybody blessed on this Sunday morning? Because your God's plan was better than your plan. Anybody got joy because God's plan was better than your plan? Anybody got peace because God's plan was better than your plan? Anybody have REM sleep last night because God's plan was better than your plan? Anybody live under an open heaven because God's plan was better than your plan? Anybody experience reconciliation, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost because God's plan is better than our plan. Let me help somebody. Hear me. God's plan is not always logical or rational in your eyes. You're going to marry a woman who says she's pregnant by a ghost. That ain't logical or rational. That don't pass the smell test. But look at God. Can I preach this? Sometimes the prayer we need to pray, stand to your feet, is Lord, deliver me from my plans, my agenda, my way. Because your will is better than my will. Amen. Today is the day for somebody to commit to the will of God for your life. There's some man, there's some woman who needs to accept Jesus as your Savior. 
some man or some woman who needs a church home. You've been visiting. You've been saying, I'm going to do it. But today is the day, my sister, my brother, family, for you to yield to God's will. The will of God is for not is for you not to be a lone ranger out here spiritually. You need covering. You need family. You need real, legitimate connections. You hadn't lived in New Jersey in 10 years. You've been visiting here for nine, hadn't joined yet. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. I'm talking to somebody on this Lord's Day, this third Sunday in... December. Come on down the aisle right now. Here's somebody coming right now. Look at God. Look at God. Have a seat right here on the front row. Here's another young lady coming. Amen. There's somebody else. My sister, my brother, you're here. Today's the day for you to yield and surrender to God's will for your life. Not your plans, but God's plan. Our plan is not always the plan of God. We have to get to the point, watch chapel, where we say, Lord, not my will, but your will. There may be, there's, there's somebody else. I want you to come from wherever you are. You're not, you're not saved. I was talking to somebody the other day. He said, well, I ain't saved, but I'm spiritual. I said, Jesus was spiritual too. I said, I am too. I'm saved and spiritual. Well, I'm religious. I'm religious too. It may be somebody else, my sister, my brother. You're not saved. You don't have a church home. I want you to come from wherever you are. Today's the day for you. You need a church family. A church family. Ask your neighbor, watch chapel, to your right or to your left. Do you want to accept Jesus today? Do you want to unite with the church today? Don't assume because you've been seeing them, they're a member. Don't assume because you've been seeing them that they saved. Ask your neighbor, let's make a big circle, amen, 360. Are you saved? Do you want to accept Jesus today? Do you have a church home? Do you want to make Watch Chapel your church home? Tell them, I will walk with you. And if they're scary, just raise your hand. I'll walk with you. Just raise your hand. Amen. I'm going to take three minutes to do this. There's somebody here today. You are struggling. You are struggling with saying yes to God's will. I want you to come to the altar. You are struggling with saying yes to God's plan, God's will. 
God's agenda. I want you to come to the altar. I don't know what area it is in your life. God's been talking to you. God's been revealing. God's been encouraging you. But you still haven't pulled the proverbial trigger to say yes to the will of God. I want you to come to the altar. There's some people I need to pray over. You're here. Come on down to the altar. Some areas in your life you have not. It might be forgiveness. It ain't the will of God for you to hold a grudge for five years. Go on, talk, P-Dub. It might be reconciliation. It might be an apology. It might be going back to school. It might be serving in ministry. There's some area in your life we've been procrastinating, we've been reluctant, we've been saying, yeah, but not me. No, you. Holy Ghost been talking to you. And let me help somebody. I was going to preach this a different title. Dr. Johnson can tell you. I was going to preach this, Deliver Me from the Opinions of Others. Sometimes the opinions of other people are holding you back. You scared about what they're going to say. If I were you, I wouldn't do that. Hmm. Hmm. They ain't God. They ain't God. And don't make them God. Sometimes we have made them God and not let God be God. Lord, I pray right now for every man and woman at this altar, every man and woman who is watching virtually, who is worshiping virtually, those who are in person, that we, God, have the courage, the audacity to operate in obedience and be delivered from our agendas, our plans, our ways, so we can yield and surrender to your will, your way, and your agenda and plan for our lives. Deliver us from making and putting our agenda above your agenda, our way above your way. Give us the humility to say yes to you and no to self. Forgive us for getting in your way and getting in our own way. We thank you for those who have united with Watch Chapel today. We pray for their growth, their maturity. Pray for their fit in the life of Watch Chapel. We pray, God, that you continue to shape us into who you want us to be. Reveal every area in life 
where you want us to say yes to you and no to self. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Praise. Be seated. Amen. Chapel, I want to introduce you to the Hill family, Brother Micah Hill, who comes on his Christian experience, <laughs> Sister Caden Hill, who comes on her Christian experience, Brother Camden Hill, who comes on his Christian experience, I want to introduce Sister Lillian Davis, who also comes on her Christian experience. Let's give the Lord a hand praise for our four new disciples who have united with Watch Chapel today. We are glad that you have made this decision, Sister Davis, Hill family, to unite with Watch Chapel. You have yielded to God's will. Amen. Amen. The sermon in action. Amen. We have a new disciples fellowship that will introduce you to church life here at Watch Chapel. Sister Rhonda will be one of your first friends. Those new That new disciple fellowship will introduce you to who we are, let you know what we expect from you, what you expect from us. Upon your completion of those sessions, you'll receive the right hand of fellowship, which gives you the opportunity to be a fully engaged member in church life. And we're glad that you made this decision. We have something to give you. One, two, three. Hey, but let's give the Lord a hand. Praise Watch Chapel. Amen. You can follow. You can follow Sister Rhonda. Amen. Make sure you have your purse and everything, Sister Jane. Don't let her get lost. Amen. Watch Chapel. We look forward to seeing you today at five o'clock p.m. I want to see him, college students. Young adults, 18 to 35, drive shack on this upcoming Wednesday. Please register by tomorrow night. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. Amen. Amen.